Welcome to Red Zone Sports. Um, was that the same song as last week? It was. It yeah, was. I, was I was expecting something different, but apparently not. Yeah. Sorry, I like that it was we shorter. Were... It seemed like it was yeah. a little shorter. Mm, not really, but I think you're just warming <laughs> up to it. Maybe. Like it actually could actually be it. But anyway, just... sorry for the delay, guys. Uh, Vinny and Jimmy were down in Cabo San Lucas uh, acting like they were um, 19 years old again last week. So we're a little behind. We're actually going to be recording uh, two podcasts tonight. We're going to do the AFC East first. That's what you're listening to now. And then you're going to see another post of the AFC North. Um, boys, how was Cabo? Well, uh, Cabo is great. And uh, if you haven't noticed, it's taken another three, four days to recover since we got back. So, like you said, not 19 anymore. Yeah, definitely tried to drink like we were on spring break uh, back in college as Vinny and I frequented Cabo several times, and that didn't turn out probably <laughs> for the best. Um, but wasn't bad, but we're here. Um, we're fully functioning now. Um, it, only took, swing. it only took about a week and a half to uh, return to that, and uh, camp is in full swing. We had actual NFL football on tonight and uh, had one of the teams out of the AFC West, uh, the New York Jets, who we might as well start off with them. Like we did in our last show, guys, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of argue about who we think the worst offensive firepower team is. And we're going to go from four to one, ending with the best offensive firepower team we're most excited for, for anything fantasy football, best ball, et cetera, which by the way, guys, I did one best ball, and I just could not stop entering in best ball uh, leagues oh, on DraftKings. I am just absolutely hooked. Um, I don't know if this in. is going to pan out to anything during the season, but for definitely like late July, early August, it's probably the most fun fantasy football thing you mm -hmm. can do. Welcome to the fucking show. Now you get to experience too many multiple teams going. Every time there's a camp injury – you got to go check all your teams to see, like, oh, no. <laughs> so, so DraftKings and Underdog has actually made yeah. it really easy this year because you can view your exposure to a certain player. Um, so, what? like, I, I, I'm at, like, 80-plus best balls and counting. So when the Jonathan Taylor kind of little kerfuffle popped up, I was a little concerned. I was like, I don't think I have him on, on that many teams. I went and looked only on, like, 6% of my teams – so like that's I'm like okay, he's gonna play somewhere, but you know. Anyways, um, yep. so I want to start tonight with the Jets. All right, all right. So Let's you think it. the Jets are gonna have the worst offensive firepower coming out of the AFC East? Yeah, remember we're and, talking. And, we're talking from a fantasy best ball DFS perspective here. So and I'm gonna tell you why. Bring it. I think Ayahuasca King, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think he gets hurt, and I think that there's little to no shot that he makes it through the season. The Jets' offensive line is not very good. Mackay Becton played tonight, which is which is a good sign, right? But I, I, I think that Rodgers gets hurt, and then it's it's up to big old Z Dubs, which. Man, it, it, and it's and it's close. It's this is not like a runaway, but like I mean, it would really be easy just to say the Patriots and just kind of go hammer on how shitty Mac Jones is and blah blah blah. But I think that 
while the Jets have great fantasy assets, I think it all hinges on Rodgers staying healthy all year. And I have some serious doubts whether he can do that or not. Okay. Well, who are some like so some of our favorite players here in the Jets? The one thing is we don't know what this offense is going to look like, right? We don't That's know who's going to be the person getting the ball the most. So they are almost an impossible team to really draft for in best ball. I'm sure you can take some receivers, you know, 13, 14, 15th round. Um, but like you even got like Brees Hall, right? He's coming off of his knee injury. Yeah, he's going to be playing, but how many carries is he going to be? Just how like half for be? the first ten weeks of the season. Right, like you said, what does Rodgers look like in this offense? Garrett Wilson, I mean, he was great last year. I'm assuming he's going to be the guy. Miko Hardman, I mean, he's always been that kind of guy that we we want him to be good. He's take him all the time. He just and sucks. He's not good. He's a gadget he guy. Fucking and Alan sucks. Lazard, okay. And Alan Lazard, right? Like he might be good as like a bench player in your uh, season long fantasy league, but like you're not taking Alan Lazard that often in DFS or like best ball. There's just way too many options. So so. Yeah. I mean, so I'll say this. I, I, I like where Brees Hall is going. I'm buying quite a bit of Brees Hall because had he not ended the had he not gotten hurt last year and had he just come into this year healthy, I think he would probably be a top twelve to fifteen pick, right? Yeah, no doubt. You can get him at the end. I mean, there's nobody behind him. They they drafted this Ibikonda guy. They've got Michael Carter. They didn't really draft a running back or acquire a running back. Now, as it sits today, Dalvin Cook is still out there. He visited with the Jets, and that would change a whole lot and really just kind of blow up all my Brees Hall shares that I've drafted so far. Um, there's a lot of buzz around Garrett Wilson. I think Garrett Wilson's a very talented player, but – you know, because there's not a whole lot of options on this offense, I mean, I, I think that people are just going to just key on him and say, hey, we'll let, you know, Davis and Lazard beat us. And and if they do, then that's great. And if not, then it's like, well, we're kind of screwed. You know? I think that's, so I, I think that's yeah. pretty fair. Yeah, I, 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 I am pretty high on Garrett Wilson just because, like, if if when if Rodgers is to stay healthy, I think we're just going to see a very similar, like – you know, not saying he's Devontae Adams, but you're going to see the same type of offense from Aaron, right? Like Garrett Wilson's going to have a massive target share if, if Rodgers is healthy and firing, right? I'm with you. I think there's huge concerns about the offensive line. I also have in here, I think the the, the defenses in this division are super tough, let alone the AFC in general. Their yeah. schedule is not easy, but I think Aaron is going to feed Garrett Wilson. Like we've seen that in his career when he gets comfortable with someone, he doesn't care. He is going to fire away. So, to Joey, your point, you can take shots on some of these guys, Lazard, Hardman. Um, I, you know, I don't mind t- Conklin either. You can get him, like, literally in the last pick of your best ball drafts, you know, here and there, just because he's a safety outlet. But, like, yeah, it's hard for some of these other receivers other than Garrett Wilson. And I'm with you. I, I think Brees Hall is awesome. But, you know, uh, depending on where you get him value-wise, like, I don't know, man. I it's funny, like you talking about the Jets and Rodgers going down and everything. Not that they're the second worst, the worst offense we're talking about. I have the same concerns about the Dolphins. If Tua goes down, that whole th- train yeah. is derailed. The whole well, hold on. Before we move on, before we move on there, let's uh, do a quick round robin to finish out the Jets here. Okay. Who's your favorite player for best ball year long? And a quick why. Jimmy, go first. 
Uh, I like Brees Hall. Uh, I just like where he's going in drafts. And I like, to me, I'm not playing best ball or season-long fantasy to finish third or fourth. I'm playing to win. I don't care if I finish last, but I'm swinging for the fences. And uh, he's at an ADP right now, and I think will be pretty much all, all offseason, where I can take him in, like, the fifth round, the fourth round, and he could potentially be a league winner for me. All right, Vinny. Yeah, I think that's fair. I I just head on him, but Garrett Wilson is mine um, early on in drafts. Kind of where he's going is like that second round of best ball drafts. And if you're going to do it, I'm absolutely trying to pair him with Rodgers because, again, if if it turns the other way that we think and these guys go nuclear this year, like getting an Aaron Rodgers in round 10 or 12 with Garrett Wilson early on, like you could have some pretty stacked teams very clearly if, if Rodgers goes FU mode, right? Yeah, so yeah. that's my favorite. Okay, um, and I think actually my favorite, this is more value-wise, but Tyler Conklin. Vinny, you mentioned yeah. him. You can literally pick him last in your entire best ball draft, 20th round. We've seen Nathaniel Hackett's offense. Yeah, I did not work with Russell Wilson last year, but when he was with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, their tight ends always feasted, especially mm-hmm. on the goal line. It's a big part of the offense. Tyler Conklin had a, great, sure. he had, a, he had yeah. a great year last year. He's proven himself as a receiving target. He can catch the ball over the middle. He's a big body. On top of that, CJ Uzama is his number one backup. And then there's a third-round pick in Jeremy Rucker, right? So it's like Tyler Conklin's going to be on the field a ton, and he's going to have red zone targets. And he's that kind of guy in, like, DraftKings during the season. We're going to be able to get him really cheap very early on, and I think he's going to have a high target share in this offense. I like it. All right. Let's move so on. I, What's the next team you guys want to go to? Is it to I mean, the Miami guess, Dolphins because of the two well, situation? Well, let, let's no, be honest. I mean, that's, concussion the next, boy. The next worst offense is New England. Yeah, yeah. Let's so, go to let's, let's go to New England. Let's okay. just knock those guys out. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's a major upgrade here. I mean, they uh, they actually have a real offensive coordinator uh, that is promising. The guy who that, knows how to call plays. So that so that was going to be my biggest thing. You've got somebody there who now understands that you have a quarterback that you know has certain deficiencies, right? Um, Mac Jones isn't great, but you now have an offensive mind who's you would hope is going to game plan to his strengths, right? Because that wasn't happening last year. Because fucking astrophysicist pencil dick was just like I, it was so weird that was so weird why they did that last year dude i think um, bill Belichick was actually like trying to play madden and going like you know what i'm gonna make this year extra challenging <laughs> i'm gonna win without yeah. an offense just to shove it up people's ass and it didn't work it's it's funny because the patriots while just from when you're just talking about like we are right now aren't super sexy from a fantasy standpoint. They have maybe one of my favorite best ball players that I've been drafting out of the entire league at wide receiver in Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, okay. Mm. I I mean, I've got him. I mean, like I said, I'm in the 80s with best ball right now. I have him on 24% of my teams, okay? He's going – way after wide receiver twos and threes on their own team in the draft, just because of this weird perceived notion that, you know, Mac Jones sucks. Well, that's great. Mac Jones can't throw the ball very far. That's not Juju's strength, right? 
They're going to be behind in a fair amount of games. Their defense is, is not like the Patriots' defenses of old. It's fine, right? But they're going to be behind versus Miami. They're going to be behind versus Buffalo. If the Jets are firing all cylinders, they're going to be behind versus them, and they're just going to have to throw the shit out of the ball. So for me, there's two guys for fantasy-wise that I really like, but where Juju is going in ADP, I mean, it, it, it's just I don't get it, really, why some of these other guys are going up in front of them. Guy, we already talked about Kadarius Tony already hurt. He's going like 30 picks in front of Juju. I mean, it is wild. I don't mind that pick at all. Mm. Um, yeah, Vinny, who's your uh, who's your go-to here? So I'm I'm less high in Ramondre than a lot of people. I just I still feel like New England's gonna get weird with that backfield. Like I just everyone thinks he's now gonna be the bell cow. I don't see it. I I, I have a feeling they're gonna sign someone else. They're gonna rotate. They always do in New England. Like um, so Ramondre kind of scares me. I'm with you. I, I've taken Juju quite a bit. Um, I definitely like him more than Devontae Parker. Um, I think he's a good receiver, especially for this offense. I'm gonna throw a late round last pick of your best ball streamer here to throw out there and take him in a few is Kayshawn Boot. Uh yeah, I don't know if you know who those guy who that guy is, but L- LSU. This guy good was good receiver. Dude, he was the number one receiver like in the country coming out of high school. Went to LSU and was balling, and he just had like a bunch of weird before shit his, happen. Before his like uh, redshirt sophomore year, he was still projected to be a top ten pick, and then yeah, he was like going to go pro, and then but he LSU itself had, fell apart. Like Coach yeah, left, the team yeah, fell that was apart, what, and he was just part of that. And then he had a kid and missed some games. Like it was just a whole thing. The reports coming out of camp the last couple of days are he's just absolutely smoking people. And again, yep. the talent is not the problem with this guy. If he can get an opportunity, which I think like Devontae Parker, um, Tyquan Thornton ahead of him, like this kid's going to get a shot. If he can impress, like, again, this is a guy you can take with your literally your last pick of best ball that may end up being like receiver one or two for this team. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's bad. He's battling Kendrick Bourne and Devontae Parker. Yeah. So, Devontae Parker's getting pretty old. Kendrick Bourne was like a borderline rotational wide receiver for the Niners a couple of years ago, yeah. right? He was like the Juwan Jennings role for the Niners. Um, I mean, that's I, I, a good call. Um, he's just – he's he's a guy that – that's the great part about – and the fun part about best ball too is that you don't have to pick and choose the weeks that he goes off. Mm-hmm. Super important in best ball, too, that you target some of these rookies and take chances on them rather yeah. than establish guys because some of these rookies that you draft late will grow throughout the season. And in those crucial weeks at the end of the year when you're playing in the finals or trying to get to the finals, you're going to need some spike weeks from some random people. Boutte is a great guy that I think you can get that from. So I like that a lot, Vinny. Joey, I'll what about that. you? Yeah, I don't have much. Yeah, I just the way I see this offense, right? And Bill O'Brien and his history again. And I know I'm going back to tight ends here, but you're going to see a lot of 12 personnel, um, double tight ends throughout the entire season. I think Juju, like he'll be on the field in two receiver sets, but he's going to be lining up like in a wing position, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to tear it up from there. But like, I think Mike Jaseki, this is where he could possibly thrive in an actual offense that actually wants to go to tight ends, right? Like we've seen the flashes of Mike Jaseki. 
the Patriots have been looking for someone to be able to make those plays down the hash marks for since Gronk left. And yeah. I just I like it as a flyer. I mean, he's always shown that upside. He hasn't quite let us down yet. I mean, that Miami offense did not target tight ends. And you're going to see Jasicki just in all these weird places on the field. Hunter Henry is going to be the inline tight end every single time. Um, yeah. But Jasicki in the red zone, I think he's going to be an absolute monster in this offense. It's just going to be interesting how this offense runs because I think they're going to chew down the clock. That's the way they're going to play. And we're not going to get that much upside from these players. So as much as I like Booty, how much upside are we really looking at in a non-pass prolific offense? There's not much yeah. firepower here. So no, that's yeah. fair. I mean, I think unfortunately, in my opinion, that's just kind of my take overall in this offense. Is like there's pieces pick off, but like this is not a team I'm planning to stack in any way whatsoever in like best ball or season long formats. Yeah, know? like so. I think the real spike games here is a Ramondre where Ramondre rushes mm-hmm. for like 215 yards. Like I think that's the spike candidate. And then you might get a Jasicki two-touchdown week or something, right? But it's not going to come from these receivers. Yeah. Let's move on to the two big heavyweights of this division offensively. Let's do it. What team do you guys want to do next for uh, second place? Let's go Miami. All right. Yeah, just because – I mean, come on. I mean, we're going (laughs) to give Buffalo their respect. Yeah, Buffalo's earned it. So, I mean, with Miami – First off, I want to ask you guys, what do you think about the reports of them looking at adding Dalvin Cook? And then all of a sudden when Jonathan Taylor said he wants out of there, everyone just assumed, oh, he's going to the Dolphins. What, do, what, do you got, what are your thoughts on their running back position as a whole? I don't, think, I don't think they will take Jonathan Taylor just because, look, McDaniels runs the same offense as Shanahan where – he doesn't need that star running back. He wants the guy that's going to hit one cut and run a field and have that lightning speed. He has his guys, Mostert, Wilson, and A-Chain, right? Like Dalvin Cook actually fits this offense perfectly, right? And yeah. this is Dalvin Cook's hometown. So if Dal- if they're going to sign anyone that's going to be Dalvin, I just don't think it's going to be a- get anyone else. I, I agree with you, Joey. Um, I mean, we've seen, you know, being a Niners fan, I th- Mostert's – one of the fastest players in the entire league. He just gets hurt all the time, right? Um, so, like, just like last week, last year, everybody was all pumped up to play Moster week one. I forget who they were playing. He got, like, three carries, and he was fucking hurt for six weeks, right? So, I don't know. I personally would like to see Dalvin Cook go here. I, I think like it could really solidify. I mean, it, you know, a chain or a, a chain is is kind of a gadget player. He's not a guy where you can give like 13, 14 carries to. Jeff Wilson is like a fine like goal line like pounder back, and then you have Mostert, right? So I, I think that they would more likely sign, you know, Dalvin and then maybe trade Jeff Wilson for like a four, fourth or a fifth round pick to a team that like needs some running back help or somebody gets injured. I think right? it, yeah, yeah. It depends on how much they're like an A-chain in camp because, I mean, they dropped this you, dude in the third round. Third round for a running back, that's that's high, man. I'll tell you, man, he's the only guy that kept Texas A&M competitive in like any of these games last year. This dude can freaking ball. He can fly. He, he has like legit world-class speed. Like he's I realize a, that he's a 10-1, 100-meter guy. Like, but he's he's 5'8", 185. No, 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 I get it. You're what not, I'm saying is, like, he, I wish it was, like, him and Dalvin Cook. Like, those two yes. is a combined. But I just think this backfield is just so cloudy right now. Like, I'm with you. Like, 
I feel like Mostert and Wilson, like it's a concern for sure. The the run game. Like if you were to tell me Dalvin Cook is the Dolphins running back week one, the Dolphins may be like a top five team in the league. Like if they have that. Well, I mean, but I mean they've I got they got I don't love it. They have six running backs <laughs> on their on the roster in camp right now. I mean, it's just like they yeah. clearly don't love anybody. I mean, Moster, if he can be healthy, is the best one there. But still, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't catch the ball great. I think a Kane's going to be a nice player that they'll line up in the slot and they'll do a lot of different like little weird stuff with. But yeah, I mean, this guys, is going to be. A full I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at the depth chart right now for Miami. I'm, I'm going to get off the running backs because honestly, I think just for Miami, it's a mute point. Like there's going to be injuries, and we're not like a new guy starting every single week here. But they have no depth <laughs> at all. Like, is there no, a chance that Miami depth. is an absolute like dud on offense this year? They're, like, they're, last year was lightning legit. in a bottle, and this year it's like it doesn't happen. No, you're right. They're legit one injury away, at, like a Tyreek, obviously to a to being in a lot of trouble, like really fast. Um, the one thing I'll say about them, and I know this is an offensive pot, it's like they're pretty well rounded. Their starters, like top to bottom, like the yeah. 22 starters are good. But to your point, Joe, like behind that, they're they're very lean, like yeah, across nothing. the board. You know what I mean? You know, you know a sneaky, you know a sneaky guy that. I think could be pretty interesting um, late in drafts is Elijah Higgins at wide receiver. Not, not, not a burner, but a tall guy, six, three, two played at Stanford, you know, runs a four five. So like, I mean, that's fine and everything like that. It took him in the sixth round. I thought it was a really good fit because they don't really have anybody like that. They don't have any dynamic tight ends. Like their tight ends are like, I would be blown away without looking if you guys could name one of their tight ends real quick. No, I only know because right I looked like and I don't. Yeah, I couldn't I tell you for it. So I think I think Elijah Higgins is one of those guys that, for, especially if we're talking about best ball, not so much season long, but best ball. I think he's a great like last pick of your draft if you can get him there. Uh, he's been going right around that area, but somebody else might snipe him especially if you go take like Tyreek and Tua, it's a nice ancillary piece. And I think he could have, if he makes a team, I think he could fit nicely there. But you guys are right. Like you look at this, you got River Craycraft, Freddie Swain, Robbie Chosen. Robbie Chosen, formerly known as Robbie Anderson. Easy E, uh, Cedric Wilson, Braylon Sanders. Like – I'm going to tell you, I'm approaching the yeah. Dolphins in best ball, at least very similar to my Jets approach. Like, if I can get Waddle or I can get Tyreek, obviously, early, of course. Those guys are absolutely, you know, phenomenal plays. Yeah. But I'm just going to either fully stack the Dolphins or outside of those two guys, I'm there's not a whole lot there. You know what I mean? Like, but if I can get like yeah. a Tyreek, so Waddle, let's go off one, of that. Two, and then Who take two and stack it. Who would you rather have? And we'll go each of us here this season. Your long points. Is it Jalen Waddle or is it Tyreek Hill? I think it's got to be Tyreek. Vinny? I, I, I think it has to be Tyreek. I mean, have you, I don't know if you've heard what the guy's been saying this year, but he's like, I only have a couple years left and I'm not retiring until I hit 2,000 yards receiving and shit. Like this guy is like wanting to go absolutely bonkers here. 
Um, there's Joe. just no – every time I try to, like, crap on the guy, there's no one faster in the league. Like, the guy is unbelievable, dude. Yeah. Um, so, I think Joey? I, I also think it's Tyreek. So, now, I just want to talk a little best ball strategy, whereas every time I've kind of landed around that six, seven, eight mark, I'm, I'm usually grabbing Tyreek. Like, that's the best player there at that point. If I got that pick, like that um, – ninth 10th pick and i know i'm gonna get the 11th and 12th i'm sorry the 11th 12th and 13th 14th waddle's been there so that's in that mid-teen range that's and like it's a non-miss so like i have a lot of drafts where it's like i want one of them no matter no, where I, I land in the draft order i'm able to get one of them but what i'm Unless saying you is go if like gonna, second overall if you can roll the dice and go all in and say let's say you can grab tyreek with pick six you grab a uh, uh, waddle, waddle. On, the, on the second round, and then you hit yep. two in like round four just to lock it up. I haven't, I haven't been Dude. that lucky yet to be able to have both of them on the board in the first. So if, two you, picks. if you can play it that way, and in, in, if the Dolphins stay healthy, because I read something the other day that made a lot of sense to me. And as much as we love Tyreek, he's one of the very few guys in the league who will win you multiple weeks all by mm-hmm. himself. DFS does like if you have Tyreek, and he puts up fifty points. You're 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 winning big that week, right? Like, and if you don't have Tyreek, you're dead. So yeah. he's gonna put up multiple weeks like that. You just don't know when it's gonna be. I, I think he's. Well, I don't know what maybe maybe the most explosive guy in the NFL. Like very possibly he's got the best. Yeah. He's just got the best stop start of anyone. Like he's the guy that's running down the field at four two speed, and he can stop on hit the brakes on a dime, <laughs> catch the ball, and the other guy's still sprinting. He can't help himself. Well, like, and as good as Jefferson is, as good as Chase is, like, there's not many guys that, like, have the potential of taking two 70-yard bombs to the house. Like, So, so so to put a – I think you guys summed it up pretty nicely. I mean, it's pretty obviously Tyreek. I don't hate Waddle. But after talking through this and and looking at the roster a little bit more, it makes me like um, taking shots on a cane even more Mm -hmm. because – he gives you that additional explosiveness out of the backfield, out of weird spots. And we know that McDaniels, like Shanahan, can make use of those odd players like that. And again, if we're talking best ball, you don't know when those weeks are going to come. But you don't have to, right? You just need to have him on your team. I think especially, too, if you do take Tyreek and stack him with Tua or something like that, I think you have to make it mandatory to try to go get a cane because he'll compliment Tyreek and he'll also be there if Tyreek gets banged up because he has been banged up before and missed a game here too. And I think those weeks, a cane will just explode. Yep. Hmm. All right, so moving on to to the – Well, let's move to the goats of the division. And I'm looking at this one and it's like, oh, my God, like who's my favorite? (laughs) There's a lot lot of guys here to talk about. This is going to be fun. And uh, some one of these guys, I'll, I'll just lead it off. It's Gabe Davis, and he's getting a lot of pub right now in training camp. And, and Jimmy, Jimmy's been a Gabe guy for a few years now. But this is Gabe Davis's third or fourth season, Jimmy. Fourth, fourth season. I mean, Jimmy's been on him since his rookie year, and he has done nothing but show out for us. Right? This Last offense is kind, kind of tough. one of those. Well, one of these. It's yeah. He did have a little bit of a down year, but. He could have been more injured than they were telling us, yeah, right? Yeah. Stuff like that. But it always seems like it's either a Stefan Diggs game or it's a Gabe Davis game. And when Gabe mm. Davis has his game, he gets those three touchdowns, sometimes like a four-touchdown game with 150 yards, and it comes out of nowhere. And there's like – seems yeah. like it's three or four times a year. 
Gabe Davis is that guy that's going to help you out in that week, you know, 15, 16, 17, where it really matters in best ball playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does really yeah. seem to shine at the end of the year. Um, obviously, I mean, we don't need to talk about Stephon Diggs a, li- a whole lot. But Stephon Diggs is like one of those kind of weird things, right, where he's just a different player than Gabe is. Gabe is much taller than him. He's got longer arms. He can go up. He can attack the ball. I mean, last year was a bit of a bit of an aberration, like Vinny said, but – I mean, this is just a, such a dynamic offense, and he's a guy that still just doesn't get talked up enough. Um, a lot of the times, like, I'm a little annoyed because last year and the year before, I basically got him whenever I wanted to in best ball. Mm-hmm. Now he's going a lot earlier, and it's like it, it's almost too early, right? And it's yeah. like one of those things, right, where you have to be careful. You want to reach and take your guys, but you can't overreach, right? Yeah. But I think if you want to overreach personally, I'll be doing that a lot with Gabe. But I mean, he's uh, he's just he's a tremendous asset to that team. Um, DFS, he's never going to be priced very high. Uh, he's always going to be somewhere in the like the maybe the mid fives to like the high fours, mid fours, somewhere. Yeah, maybe if he has like a big spike week. Um, and he is the ultimate showdown player. He seems to show out quite a bit in uh, in big spots as well. So, yeah, get, you guys know Gabe Davis is my guy. Um, what about I – w- I want your guys' thoughts on the tight end position with the Bills. What do you – what are you guys – what are you guys thinking? So, I think Dalton – I think Knox is still a really good player, but Dalton Kincaid is going to be used as a receiver. That's his game, dude. Like, he was Utah's best receiver, not tight end. He is a he is, he is what you ex- ex- think of a young Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. That is who yes. he is. And obviously, who knows if he'll ever get to that point. But, like, that's his, his like, model as a player. He's yep. going to split out wide, and they're going to try to get him matched up because he's too big for corners to cover, and he's too fast for linebackers. So, yep. if he is – He's I expect him to be receiver three for this team, basically. Like that's what I predict. He was damn good at Utah and was a mismatch nightmare. We'll see if that translates to the NFL, but I like him a lot and trying to get his my hands on him as much as possible. Yeah. I think I think this is gonna be a fun offense. They totally revamped their offensive line. I think you're gonna see a lot more Josh Allen like shotgun letting him see the field. You're going to see Dalton Kincaid playing in the slot and also in that kind of that wing position off mm-hmm. of uh, Knox. And, yeah, there's just going to be a ton of mismatches. I mean, the slot receiver is Trent Sherfield. Yeah, he's going to be on the field, but he's not going to be on the field all the time. You're going to uh, see Dalton Kincaid and kind of Trent Sherfield. I'm not saying rotating, but depending on the formation. Don't, don't sleep on my guy. Kincaid's just going to be – I just think Kincaid's going to be a force. Maybe no, not the first, you know, five, on my other guy. of the year, but the last, you know, 25, 30% of the season, I can see Dalton Kincaid being the guy. And with this offensive line improved and you got James Cook as the running back, a little bit more of a receiving threat. I just think there's a lot more shotgun. I think this offense is going to be a little bit more pass prolific and they're going to let Josh Allen go win them a championship, right? They're not going to try to protect him. Yeah, I think that they got transfixed by – 
you know, hey, we need to establish the run early yeah. in the year last year and like try. They just went away from the identity and the talent that they have on their team. And then toward the end of the year, when they start, when they went back to doing kind of just what they do best, right? So I, I think it was like, I think it was like, I think it was like week five or six that they played the Chiefs. That that was really when they just opened it up. They were throwing it deep to Gabe. He had a big ass touchdown down the right side. I mean, that was like from there, it was kind of like an epiphany, I think, for the team. Like, okay, like we just need to utilize what we have here a little bit better and just throw the ball around, right? So just let Josh Allen cook, right? Like just let him play street football. Like when it's too like organized, that's when Josh Allen does bad. It's like no shotgun, spread it out, run the oop de oop, right? That's how we that's his best ball. I will say James Cook is a better player than Devin Singletary. Like he's he's going to be better for them. Yeah, I mean, that's why they drafted him and everything. I, so they I, so they did say sign Damian Harris, which if we're just talking about points, yeah. Damian Harris they didn't just sign him to just not play him. Oh, he is going to get a fair amount of the goal line carries. Like mm-hmm. you're going to see Damian Harris in on a lot of the twelve personnel sets. Like you're going to see. Like, it's not going to be this big discrepancy. I think it's going to be closer to 60-40 or 55-45 than a lot of people think. When the Saints had Kamara and Ingram and, like, that peak time with Sean Payton, that's exactly exactly. what this reminds me of. Yep. That's a good call, Joe. Last guy Uh, I'm going to mention is Mike Dude. Oh, go ahead, Jim. Go do no, it. No, no, no. I was leaving <laughs> it, leaving it open for you. He's your guy. Did at the same time. <laughs> Late he, K- Khalil Shakir. Yes. Isaiah McKenzie just clogged that goddamn slot role last year. He didn't really get his opportunities. It's the second camp in a row. He's just been shining. He's a guy I was hoping the Niners would have taken a couple years ago. This guy is going to be the slot receiver eventually for this team, and he's going to absolutely tear it up. This guy is so good. I just, God, just get him an opportunity. Yeah, Trent 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 Sherfield is is okay, um, but he he Trent Sherfield can't pass block worth a shit. If you look at the advanced stats, it so last year Secure played 181 passing snaps and he played 141 running snaps. Okay, if you look at what Sherfield throughout his career. Or in 2022, he played 461 passing snaps to only 198 running snaps. So the disparity there is crazy. I think second year is really when you see a lot of these guys take a jump. Uh, I think that he, that Shakir is going to take quite a large jump in his second year here. That's where you see it really with wide receivers. We saw it with Gabe. You know, we saw with Ayuk and a, and a lot of other wide receivers. Year two, he's going to be on the field a lot. I really like the Shakir call. And, and I'll back this one up in the sense of I have a lot of Khalil Shakir in my best ball team. So <laughs> oh, yeah, if he busts, at least like I'm putting my mouth where my, like my money is. So, so I have so what I've been doing is I haven't been able to get a ton of Josh Allen because my philosophy is I would rather have. Um, receivers and running backs heavy at the early part of the draft. I have a little Josh Allen, but I'm offsetting that by taking a lot of Gabe, a lot of James Cook, and then a lot of Shakir as well. So if I'm playing against, you know, the Josh Allen owner, I'm hoping, 
you know, if he's close to the top, I'm hoping that that's going to offset where Allen has a big day. I'm hoping that sometimes it goes to those guys too. Yeah, I don't have near, I don't have a ton of Gabe, but just because where he's going, you said he's you know kind of overvalued. But James Cook, Kincaid, as much digs I can get in Shakir for me, those are my guys. Yep. So all right, all right. Well, that wraps up the, uh, the AFC East. Do you guys have any parting thoughts? Um, oh man, this like is going to be a wild division. I think it's going to be probably the most exciting division to watch. I'm excited that we get to watch the Jets in uh, in Hard Knocks. Um, they they lost against the Browns tonight in preseason, which is you know whatever. Um, but I think you know don't invest too heavily in the Jets. I think Rodgers is going to get hurt. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. All right. I think Miami just has a really big bust potential where they got everyone really excited last year and it just might not go the way you're thinking. All right, guys, stay tuned for our next episode. <laughs> oh, Vinny, you want to say something? No, it doesn't matter. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. All right, guys, stay tuned for our next episode. AFC North coming at you. Later, guys. Later.